The professional had chosen the room not only for its height and down angle to St. Peter's balcony, but also for its 13th century secret passageways. In the unlikely event, things went wrong. These passageways had provided sanctuary to many popes in times of danger. Indeed, Clement VII hid here during the 1527 sack of Rome. Its upper floors attracted tourists for its lavishly decorated Renaissance interiors. The fourth floor held the famous Sala Paulina fresco. Two stories above that, Puccini had immortalized the terrace in his opera Tosca. The professional was holed up in a nondescript and never-used storage room, two more stories above that. At the very top was the restaurant. He had dinner there two nights ago when he was scoping out the place as a possibility. Just another tourist, he thought, as he had sat there enjoying a plate of pasta with the view of Rome and its attractions. No wine, though. He never consumed alcohol or coffee when he was on assignment. Now, as he lay there on the table, working on his calculations, he could smell the roasting beef, pork, chicken, and the delicious sauces that went with them, wafting down from above. Using the rifle scope's metered crosshairs, he calculated the angle of the windsock to the rooftop, just 20 degrees. It gave him the wind reading at the target's point, some 1,790 yards away. Doing the calculation in his head, as he had done thousands of times before, he arrived at the wind speed on target, 4.9 miles per hour. The wind grew stronger as it progressed along his firing lane by 1.8 miles per hour. It took him seconds to convert these to metric units. He performed the computations in his head. Okay, Gregory, enter the rest of the data for me, would you? The professional drawled. Gregory worked slowly, clumsily. He muttered to himself as he entered and then re-entered the data. This should have been easy. All the Italian spotter actually had to do was enter the temperature, humidity, and distance from the sea. From there, the laptop computer would execute the actual calculations. Gregory continued to slowly punch the keys, entering the data into the laptop's sighting solution software, taking care to enter only metric units. Did you remember to get the altitude this room is at? Si, grazie. We are... Sixty meters above sea level. Fuck. No, Gregory. We are not sixty meters above sea level. We are exactly sixty-two point three meters above sea level. Fuck. The professional looked at Gregory and saw the horror of his error etched over his face. No problem, man. I caught it. Just put it into the computer correctly at sixty-two point three meters, okay? See, si, grazie. I, I also calculate the down angle from here to the target at 62 degrees. The professional paused for a moment. Over the last week, he had struggled to train his spotter. He removed his eye from the scope again and looked down at St. Peter's Square balcony where he was pointed. Sounds about right, he said. What about the mirage, Gregory? Y'all remember the fact of that end too? The professional knew that a shot at 1,790 yards, or 1,636.8 meters, would encounter a mirage effect that needed to be factored into the equation. A temperature difference of 10 degrees 
required one minute of angle correction to counter the mirage effect. And what's the temp now, Gregory? Ah, mirage. The word came out slowly, haltingly, and without comprehension, as if it had never before crossed his lips. Excuse me, what is mirage again? Christ, the professional wanted to scream, but he wouldn't allow his pulse to run away from his absolute control. Not at this late stage. Instead, he mustered all of his calm and said softly, Gregory, if you don't remember what the mirage factor is, then you could not have entered it into the goddamn computer. Am I right? Continuing to breathe slowly, his voice maintained its even gait. He spoke calmly, patiently. Just what the fuck do you think we're doing up here, Gregory? Gregory?